everyone, and welcome to episode 188 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hi, Adam. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm a little under the weather right now, so this isn't a bad Tom Waits impression. It is a bad Tom Waits impression, <laughs> but it's not on purpose. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, had a good New Year. And I didn't even do anything for New Year. I'm just sick because I'm sick. Like, it wasn't... It's one thing to be like irresponsible and be like, oh, it's my own fault that I'm sick. No, just got sick and very sad about that. So anyway, you yeah, were we off. S- what? I was off yesterday. Yeah. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I was off on Tuesday. Yeah, we just stayed in and binge watched the latest season of Black Mirror. We haven't watched it yet. Is it is it good? It was good. Okay. I'm impressed you guys can binge watch that. That's one of the shows that Alex and I can't. This season wasn't as bad as previous ones, although all weekend when when people asked us like what we did or what we were going to do for uh, New Year's, we were like, we're going to watch Black Mirror. Oh, I haven't heard that show. What's it about? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Would I like it? Mm, Skip the first episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There were... Multiple people are like, you should not watch the first episode, but you can. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Like the first episode ever? or The, the first episode okay, ever. Yeah, that's, if you can the get Prime past Minister. That one, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, if you can get, if <laughs> you can get past that one. Clarifying. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't do, we didn't watch Black Mirror yet. We watched um, one of the most recent Dave Chappelle spe- uh, specials, which was good. And then we played this absurd game called Bears vs. Babies. This is not an ad or anything. It's just a really fun. It's like um, it's made by the people who make exploding kittens. Uh, okay. So it's it, it's just an absurd game. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we like casually watched the ball drop with our friend Christina and her husband Scott, and then we we're like, okay, we've stayed up till midnight. We can we can go home now. <laughs> we can go to bed. Um, so yeah, but low key. So speaking of low key, we. We kind of made up what we're going to talk about today on the fly. Oh, uh, yeah. We had no plan. Yeah. So next week, we will do Team Overdrive's reading resolutions, kind of what all of our coworkers are going to do in 2018 or what they hope to do from a, a reading standpoint. But because you were out yesterday and, and it's already Wednesday, um, we needed to get something out for everyone for Thursday. So... Today we're going to talk about the books you and I are reading. We'll talk about a few tips on hitting people's reading goals. Um, And then there's just some other kind of random stuff that that we'll touch on. So first, would you like to talk about the books that you're reading? Sure. Um, I'm reading Phasma by Delilah S. Dawson. It is about um, Captain Phasma from the Star Wars Force Awakens and Last Mm -hmm. Jedi. Uh, it was a Christmas gift. She, it's from my future sister-in-law. She gave me the book and the matching pop Funko character. Yep, which is on my desk. She knows you very well. She knows me very well. Uh, so it's interesting. I'm about halfway through, um, and it's it's basically you know Phasma's origin story from mm-hmm. Star Wars. Um, but I did just get because I think I. I've mentioned on the podcast before. So something I have not mentioned. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was like, what am I reading? Pretty sure I've talked about it. Yeah, uh, I know. I just got, um, uh, came in on hold as Priest Daddy. 
the memoir by Patricia Lockwood. It is about um, Patricia's dad is a Catholic priest, but unlike any you've ever met before. And it's just sort of about her relationship with her dad and um, moving away and then coming home and it just sounded it was got a little good lot of good reviews and mm-hmm. it just sounded really interesting so i'm excited to have that one in nice um i'm i'm juggling three at the moment which i don't normally do but i think i'm gonna try and do that this year kind of juggle some books uh the first one is iron gold which you and i did discuss because you got me a copy of it that was one of my uh top books of january it's by pierce brown it's the fourth book in the red rising series i'm about a third of the way through and normally i struggle with books that have a ton of complex names and these ones do all of his all the characters in the books are named after like great roman leaders of the past but for some reason they just like i when i see the name i remember instantly where they were in the worlds and things like that. So I don't know if that's some kind of subconscious magic that Pierce Brown is able to, <laughs> to do, but um, that's really good so far. Uh, I'm also reading Thornhill by Pam Smy. This was a recommendation from our buddy Don Kurtagich. Uh, it's really cool. It's a graphic novel, and it tells two different stories about this um, almost like a foster home um, it's a home for wayward children, I guess you could call it. Um, and part of the story is told like a hundred years ago, and it's about this girl who has a horrible time at this place. And then the other half of the story is told in modern day times, but the modern day times only uses pictures. It doesn't mm. use, so the, the old stuff is journal entries and the new stuff is all of the pictures in the graphic novel. So you'll get like four pages worth of journal entries from the the first girl, and then you'll get like four pages worth of images of the second girl kind of tracking the story. It's really fascinating. It's really interesting. I have no idea how Pam came up with this idea and how she made it work. It's great. Um, and then the one that I'm uh, listening to right now is called House of Furies by Madeline Rowe or Rue, I'm not sure how to say her last name. Uh, she's a young adult sci-fi and fantasy writer. Uh, she's r- the author who wrote the Asylum series, which is pretty popular if you're into YA uh, fantasy and science fiction. Um, it's about a house. This isn't a spoiler because they say it in like the first page. Um, it's about a house owned by the devil and the people who work there. Um, and everyone who comes to this house comes there because they're a bad like every guest who comes comes there because they're a a terrible person and they go there (laughs) to uh, get murdered and they don't know why they're drawn there and it's it's really really interesting um it is told through the eyes of this girl who goes to work there and so she doesn't know anything about what's going on or why things are happening and um it's really good uh still on my kind of horror kick so uh yeah, I'm enjoying that one. And the, all of the characters are Scottish and English and Irish. And the woman who does the narration is wonderful. She's spot on with all the accents. So that's enjoyable as well. So that's I'm kind of juggling three at the same time, um, which sort of gets into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is like tips for people to hit their reading goals. Um, do you have any in particular? Do you want me to start? 
Uh, I mean, you touched on one of them, which is read a book and listen to a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and so then the, almost spits its coffee out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually tea. I'm Whatever. Trying to, <laughs> trying to fight this horrible throat of mine. Um, yeah, that, that's something that I've been doing a lot lately, and it's really helped pick up my uh, my reading habits even more. Is I do a couple different things. One, uh, Iron Gold, I'm actually reading the physical copy because you got me. And so I've been reading that when I'm kind of home for the evening. When it's the end of the night, um, I'm reading in my bed or in my, our reading nook, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's the one that I know that if I'm going to be reading big chunks of a book, I have the one that I'm planning on kind of diving into. And those are usually the the, the, lo- the longer books. Um, I always have at least one ebook on my phone, of course, and that's for... If I'm sitting in traffic or if I'm waiting for a meeting to start and I just know I have a, I want to read a couple of pages um, or I'm even like waiting for the water to boil on mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. You don't think about those little like five, ten minutes, but it all adds up uh, really, really well. And what I tend to do with my ebooks is make them a little bit shorter. So, again, the graphic novels, the young adult stuff um, that enables me to get through them really quickly. Um, and it's also almost like a palate cleanser. Um, it helps, it helps me add to the number of books that I'm reading and it also kind of lets me restart and refresh. And then, yeah, the audiobook part is, I, I talked about this, I think last week, I'm trying to listen to an audiobook a week, uh, cause that's really good for me. I'm a, you know, both of us are runners and I walk my dogs all the time. Um, when I'm cooking, all that kind of stuff, I have an audiobook. So my one recommendation, and I was actually talking to a coworker of ours, Sarah, about this: don't um, listen to an audiobook and read an ebook that's like very, very similar to each other, because then you get your characters and everything all confused. But um, yeah, it's it's been a nice way to uh, plow through my TBR list for sure. Do you listen at the normal speed? Because that would be my other tip. I listen at one point two five. All right. Anything Same. beyond that, um, it gets a little chipmunky for me. <laughs> um, we, I, I know Megan, our coworker, listens at like three times normal speed. I yeah. She's a monster. If you can do that, good for you. But you have to work your way up. Yeah, I. I mean, it, well, to me, the one of the things I really like about audiobooks is when the narrator. When narrators are able to have like subtle differences in their voices, so you can actually tell which characters you're listening to. Um, when we had Tara Sands on discussing being an, an, a narrator, like just the ability to have a like shape a specific voice that's slightly different from yours for a character, and then be able to repeat that voice. So to me, if I go any faster than that, like one and a fourth times, I feel like I kind of lose that a little bit. Um, that's just a personal preference. I, it makes perfect sense for people who can speed it up and get through the books quicker. But yeah, that's just, that's just me. I, any faster than that, I feel like I would zone out and miss too much. So that's yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. I only do it with certain books if the author is narrating at what I consider a slow pace. I'm like, this is a little slow. Let's speed it up. Neil Gaiman. I love Neil Gaiman's voice, but if you listen to him narrate his audiobooks, he has this gorgeous slow drawl of a voice and so sometimes i'm like all right neil let's go i think i was listening to the audiobook of it and almost too because stephen weber it was just mm-hmm. a little slow well and plus <laughs> plus it's a 
ridiculously long how, audiobook, how so many, I might as well speed up. How many hours was it? Do you remember? No. I feel like it would be like like 80. I don't remember. Because the, I think the longest Harry Potter ones are 38 hours or something like that. And I mean, those even the longest of those books, I think it's only like 700 pages at the most. And it is almost 1,200 or something. I, yeah, I feel like you're looking it up as you, as we speak. I am, but I don't know if I still have it. Yeah, um, I. But yeah, that is a good point. Like, if you have a longer one to speed up, it looks yeah. like you found it. I don't. I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. We'll assume it's eighty. That's my random. It was long. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that was kind of your advice. Is the. Um. Yeah, I would say if you can speed up audiobooks, uh, listen to one, read one. Not literally at the same time, but you know what I mean. Um, I for you sort of did this with you saying with Iron Gold. It took me. I reread uh, Game of Thrones last year, the first one, mm-hmm. um, and it took me like two or three months. But I would read other books on the weekends. Like mm-hmm. I would read that during the week, and then uh, on the weekends. I, as like palate cleansers, like those um, suspense or thrillers, which mm-hmm. you can get through really, I can get through pretty yeah. quick in a in a good day or two. Yeah, the sometimes it doesn't even matter if they're a little bit longer. If if it's a book that is written that's designed to keep you reading, you're more likely to because there, there's some there's some books where you finish a chapter and you feel like oh, I'm accomplished, I'm good, let me break here and there's other ones where you finish a chapter and it's on a cliffhanger and you're like all right well crap i gotta yeah. i gotta know what happens here so um those are just a couple of tips also in regards to kind of getting yourself geared up for your next year of reading um book riot wrote this article saying uh it's titled how to prepare for a new year of reading um so we are you know we're partnering with book riot for the read harder challenge but we had nothing to do with this list but i thought it was good and there's some stuff in here that you and i do so i thought we could kind of chat about it so the first two things are buy a journal and create a spreadsheet so i know you've talked about this before but it's the beginning of a new year it's a good time to reset so do you want to kind of tell people how you track everything sure i do both (laughs) i have a bullet journal for those who don't know what that is uh it's open-ended journal um, planner and so one of the pages I draw out a little bookshelf and that's adorable (laughs) every time I finish a book I color in a new book so I can visually see how many books I've read over the course of the year but I don't keep any details that's just numbers I then have a uh, google doc that is a spreadsheet that I keep track of the actual books I've read this year I'm expanding it. Um, <laughs> last year I just I had tight like the date finished, title, author, how many pages, um, the race of the author, the gender of the author, and if it was fiction or nonfiction. I think that was it. That's and, amazing. Yeah. So this year we'll see. This is where things get tricky because <laughs> I listen to a lot of audiobooks, right? Mm-hmm. Like a quarter of my books. We're audiobooks. I actually ran the numbers and put the graphs together. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter <laughs> and find my page on Medium where I, I'm blogging and you can see all the graphs. Of <laughs> you guys should absolutely do it. Jill's blog is my my new favorite thing. 
Yeah, there's graphs. Um, like pie charts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so with audiobooks, what I would do is, after I was on the audiobook, I would go on Amazon, look up the title, and see how many pages it was listed as, and I would count that. I don't actually know how many hours of audiobooks I listen to, mm-hmm. and because I speed things up, I can't really count the actual right. audiobook time. Yeah. But I'm going to try this year. <laughs> I'm going to try and do the math. <laughs> so if I know if a book, like an audiobook, is listed as X amount of hours, I'll just do the math on Feeling. what's 1.5. Yeah. You should – Sped up. In your bullet journal, you should have like a second bookshelf – with like jaw like headphones that's a good idea and then you could for each book as you fill it in with like a highlighter maybe write like the amount of hours on the, like on the spine of mm-hmm, the book mm-hmm. just interesting <laughs> that's to give you more things no no, no it's do. okay so um my spreadsheet this year uh has pages and hours or hours i guess pages or hours um and I'm breaking down my genre. Mm-hmm. So I'll know sci-fi, fantasy, mystery, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if there's anything else I included in there. Oh, that's right. I do I do keep um, the date published last year and this year just to know. Oh, nice. So you see, like, how many new releases and, and stuff like that. Um, oh, audience level, like, age. Now, do you do that with... Um, that's new this year too. How do you pull those? Do you pull those with like the Lexile scores or? No, I'm just going by what they're listed in Overdrive, gotcha. like adult, juvenile, young oh, adult. Okay. Like I'm not were... really drilling down. Yeah, it's I just don't I don't know if you're like pulling like the like the video game version where it's like ages no, 15. No, 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 no. It's more just. I mean, it's going to be like 99% adult, but. Well, yeah. I just want to see. Yours would be. Mine would be um, like 62%. Well, I might end up. YA. So I, I read Benicula uh, yes, this yes, last yes, year. Yes. I read Benicula. And now I'm like, man, I really like that series. And that was like one of those ones I was just trying to read during Game of Thrones. I was mm-hmm. like, I need something. <laughs> really short. That is <laughs> a, go good, Benicula. That's a good palate cleanser. Uh, and I kind of want to reread the whole series. And then I was watching on my day off yesterday all of the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I really want to read the entire series because it's been a while. So there may know. be more juvenile this book this year. I don't know what point this year I'm going to re-listen to all the audiobooks of Harry Potter, but I know it will happen. Um, I made it till July of last year before I was like, okay, I got to dive back in. So see if I can do that again. Um, some of the other things on this Book Riot article is more so in my territory, which is update your Goodreads shelf and then obviously set a goal. Um, the Goodreads shelf thing is how I track everything that you track manually. I'm mm-hmm. lazy. So um, I have Goodreads shelves for, for genre. Um, and I think I'm going to do what you did as well as I might do some Goodreads shelves for like um, ethnicity of the author, uh, maybe like sexual orientation and things like that, because I do want to make sure that I'm reading more um, books that are outside of my scope. It's one of my resolutions this year. Yeah. I, and like that way I can kind of hold myself accountable because there's there's the read harder challenge which we'll talk about later in this month a little bit but um you know things like reading lgbtq books or making sure that i'm reading um more books by african-american females things like that if i have a goodreads shelf that is 
calling me out like all right adam you read 11 ya books and they're all by white males maybe maybe you know do do better do better adam right so that kind of holds me accountable um the setting a goal one we'll talk about next week with all of our our partners uh there are a few things in here that we both disagree with (laughs) um one of them is get your library borrowing under control slow down book riot I actually, did you read that paragraph? Yeah. Like, what does it say? So it says, <laughs> librarians are talking. And I think this is uh, the author talking about herself. Uh, she says, librarians are talking. That girl with the books must be stopped. She comes in here with her bags and tosses a pile of books into the return slot, then scavenges our shelves like a desperate looter. Other people need those books, too. You feel a little ashamed, but you can break the habit. With so many new books, how do you just turn away? Most of those books you take home, you know you won't read. So it's turning into a hoarder situation. Get yourself under control. You guys can't see my face right now, but I guarantee the librarians aren't paying that much attention. I know. I think this honestly... (laughs) I mean, like, I... I, To be fair, I can sort of see what she's saying with about checking out those books and never reading them, but... Whatever is what libraries are for. I just think this might be the off the the writer looking at herself in the mirror. Yeah, so I don't want to give it too hard of a time, but we we're both chuckling about that. Um, and then one of the things here is pick the first book of the new year. It's important. Uh, you know, we're, we've both already talked about what we're reading, and I assume you know if if you're listening to this and you're in uh, a heavy reader, you're either finishing up something from last year, or you probably already have yours picked. So. Um, yeah, it's just a fun little article, and again, it it was very. It's like, oh, half the stuff is Jill, and half the stuff is me. So, um, the next thing is something we both saw over the weekend. Um, David Bowie's son is creating a book club. Um, so uh, there's not a ton of information here, but it's just really cool. Uh, David Bowie passed away in 2016, which is crazy. Um, his son, Duncan Jones, who is a film director, uh, he is creating a book club uh, for David Bowie. Um, in fact, in 2013, David Bowie shared his top 100 favorite books of all time, which is crazy that I would never be able to do that. No. Um, but so he's creating a, a book club with some of the books that uh, his father really, really loved. So it's very easy to join if you want. Uh, all you have to do is, is go online uh, and go on Twitter. You can follow Duncan Jones, and he's got, high, he's got updates on this. Um, but the first book they're reading is Peter Aykroyd's Hawksmoor, and you have until February 1st to read it. And I, I'm assuming he's going to make a hashtag. Um, but basically, he just wants to create a little social community of people reading books that David Bowie read and and chatting about it. So... Yeah, I don't really have anything else. So I just thought that was really cool. I saw it over the weekend and shamelessly tweeted at him to come on the podcast. Sure. He did not respond. <laughs> <laughs> but um, That's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Doesn't know what he's missing. I know. Maybe he'll maybe he'll check his mentions at some point. So um Okay, the last thing, there's a bunch of really awesome uh page to screen movies coming out that I'm excited about. Yeah. Alright, so First one is The Death Cure, which is the third Maze Runner book by James Dashner. 
James was on the podcast. James was our very first live interview. <laughs> yeah, in front of like 500 young adult we fans. We were unprepared yeah. <laughs> for that level of audience. It was really funny hearing teenagers <laughs> asking questions, and I've never felt so... Like, I didn't relate to... I've never felt older than hearing them ask their questions. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What's going on? Um, but the the third movie, The Death Cure, is coming out um, January 26th. Uh, Dylan O'Brien was... Uh, he was hurt, uh, like, on set, so they had to delay stuff right. a while back, so they pushed it back. But um, it's coming out. I really enjoy the books. They're a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, that's... That's kind of the first one. The second one is Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. Fun fact. Uh, I saw a preview for that, I think, before The Last Jedi. And I didn't like I didn't know what that book was about. And then I'm watching this preview and I was like, wow, this sounds really good. And then I get to the end and I was like, oh, <laughs> like that's what that book's about? So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really curious because if you're familiar with the book Annihilation, and if you're not, I recommend reading it. It's very short, um, but it's part of a trilogy. And the way that the book ends, I'm not going to give anything away, but like it ends in a way that a movie should not end. Um, <laughs> so I'm curious if they're taking stuff from the whole trilogy uh, what they're going to do, basically, it's, it's a biologist who sets out on an expedition to a mysterious place to find out what killed her husband when her husband was there. Um, Natalie Portman, Gina Rodriguez, and Tessa Thompson. So I'm all in on that. It's going to be really, really good. But, yeah, I'm curious to see how they how they do what, they're, what they have to do with that. Um, you could cut me off if there's other stuff, by the way. I just I made a no, short list good. here. Okay. Um, the next one is Every Day by David Levithan. Uh, so this one is about this 16-year-old girl named Rhiannon. Rhiannon? Like Rihanna, but with an N at the end. Um, she has fallen in love with a spirit that goes by the name A and inhabits a different body every single day. Um, the book's very, very good. Um, and David Levithan was also on the show. Mm-hmm. I just realized that. I didn't pick yep. these based on people who were on the show. Sure you didn't. I didn't. Adam. I completely forgot that I talked to David. Because um, we didn't talk about this book. So he didn't mention that it was going to become a movie. How dare he? It's okay. I'll get over it. Um, I have two more. One, A Wrinkle in Time. Have you seen the previews for this yet? I have. I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. I don't think I've ever read A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, that's okay. I mean... <laughs> No, but we saw previews also, actually, before, been before The Last Jedi, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, I feel like I tried or I started it, like, years, like, 20 years ago mm-hmm. uh, when I was in high school, and I just, I don't think I ever finished it. <laughs> That's okay. No judgment. Mm. It is very good, I mean, <laughs> Kind of judging judge myself. <laughs> So if you're going to judge yourself, that's fine. I'm I'll have to add it to my TBR for this year. There, there you, you go. go. There you go. And plus, that'll improve your uh, adult to <laughs> to YA children. That is accurate as yeah. well. There you go. <laughs> um, and then the last one I have, I only picked like movies coming out through like March because I didn't want to be like, and this movie coming out in <laughs> November. Um, Ready Player One. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> that, was my, that was the best yes of all time. <laughs> So excited. I know. I'm both 
excited and nervous. Okay, so when the first trailer came out a couple months ago, I was like, mm, I don't know, Steven Spielberg, what you doing? And then they released one two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I feel a little more confident about the film. Was the second trailer the one that had the pure imagination the song from Willy Wonka in the background, or is it the first one? I think it was the first one. Yeah. The first one was just a teaser, so they didn't really show a lot. But right. the second one, um, I will say, my one thing I'm trying to keep an open mind is that everyone looks a little too pretty. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's a movie, but I don't know. I I understand, and there's of course like there's the somewhat controversy about the book is that the female character is like basically just like a trophy which well it happens in the second book too i mean it, yeah yeah i know i'm just i'm just saying like yeah i understand um the thing i'm very i'm super excited about uh vin diesel is reprising his role as the iron giant so like they actually got vin diesel to to do Aww. the voice parts of the iron giant which i'm super excited about that's not a spoiler, by the way, about the Iron Giant being in this book and movie. If you watch the preview, they have yeah, they have prominently featured. So, which not a literary movie, but Iron Giant is one of my favorite books or one of my favorite movies. It's basically it? oh yeah, it was it was, uh, it was written by Ted Hughes, Sylvia Plath's husband. Oh my god, mm-hmm. learn something new every day. <laughs> Good job, me. Um, <laughs> That was all I had. I don't have anything else. No, that's... Yeah? I got nothing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) If people want to talk to us, how can they do that, Joe? They can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at ProBookNerds, and they can email us at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com. What episode is this again? What number was it we say? 188. All right. So we have 12. There you go. 12 left until our 200th episode, and we are giving away two Kobo Aura 1s. Uh, all you have to do is post a picture of a cat or a dog. doesn't actually have to be yours, mm-hmm. any cat or dog, and tag us. Um, Adam's a dog lover. I love cats. Yes. So, yeah, we'll we'll pick two winners, one cat, one dog. Yeah. And for the people who have already done that, thank you. I like they're fun. Squee every time yeah. I see them. So, um, okay. Well, we're gonna wrap it up because I can't talk anymore. My <laughs> my throat hurts. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone! I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo. And co-hosts of Sleepover Sleepover Cinema. Cinema. Our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.